You have to go through inspections and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. And a business is even worse. They keep doing it. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. In the post today, an ex-con who once served as best man at former top city cop Bernie Carrick's wedding was busted Tuesday for allegedly running a sex trafficking cult a la Nexium out of an Upper East Side pad using female classmates of his daughter at Sarah Lawrence College. Lawrence Ray, 60 years old, he knows better. He made half a million dollars pimping out one co-ed. Just one. How old were these girls? Well, they were in school. They must have been in their teens. Wow. Uh, yeah. Crush me. That is... Uh, Ex-exterminator comedian Larry Izzo. No, that's fine. Host of the Thrill of the Kill podcast. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for being here, Larry. According to uh, Manhattan federal prosecutors in an indictment released Tuesday, and he faces charges including sex trafficking, extortion, forced labor. Let's not call it labor. I mean, you know, (laughs) if it's labor, you're in the wrong line of work. Yeah, he's forcing her to, uh, I mean, these girls, I guess, to to have sex. But, I mean, if it's a... I don't know. Thinking of it as, la- I guess, forced labor. Maybe he had them do other things, too. He, I mean, this is a sex cult we're talking about. He's accused of luring in the vulnerable young women with purported self-help programs. And that, that is a vulnerable point for young women, especially. And then turning into a controlling monster and convincing them to give him money and sex while prostituting them. This is a, this is a they, you know, it, it is very Nexium-like. I mean, they uh, start off with this pitch about how uh, you can become a better person, be all you can be. Next thing you know, you're sucking dick for money. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you got to be careful where you uh, sign on, huh? Yeah, really. Uh, sex trafficking cult. Well, how a student's dad allegedly became a sex cult ringleader at Sarah Lawrence College. <laughs> This guy here, 60-year-old Lawrence Ray, here he is in a 2005 mugshot. I'm going to put that up, and you'll be able to find links to these articles at crimereport.nyc. Crimereport.nyc. He was charged now at this point um, with this, but back in April, this was reported, a New York con man, an old friend of disgraced ex-top cop Bernie Garrick became the ringleader of a Nexium-like cult at Sarah Lawrence College, brainwashing his daughter and her friends. So he brainwashed his daughter as well. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe she's in on it to some extent. Right. I mean, you know, your kids are already kind of brainwashed. Just for, It's called raising them, isn't it? Right, right. It's called parenting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so every family is a little mini cult in a way. Brainwashing his daughter and her friends into following his so-called teachings while taking advantage of them sexually and emotionally. This is according to a New York Magazine expose. So that is the difference. This was just an expose that made the claim, and now he's charged. It takes them a while to put some shit together, doesn't it? You ain't kidding, man. This is going back from April of 2019. Almost a year ago. Especially with somebody who is apparently connected like this guy is. Right. Of course, Bernie Carrick is a jailbird, too. I wonder if Bernie knew. I don't think so, ma'am. I don't think that Bernie Carrick had anything to do with this. Yeah, he's had a birthday since then, by the way, Lawrence Ray. He was 59 (laughs) at this time. Uh, He was convicted of securities fraud in 2003. The real gem, this guy, boy. I mean, securities fraud, that's a real white crime. Oh, yeah, you go to Danbury State Prison for that. Danbury. You go to Danbury because that's a, you know, that's a white-collar crime. Oh, that's a nice. Danbury, Connecticut. It's, it's like a, a nice yeah. place. Oh yeah, it's sort like of a, a resort type right. type prison. It's a club. I'd rather see. That's what I'd like to go away. Th- those people are soft. 
Anybody they don't even do, do exercise. Securities fraud. <laughs> it's training for other criminals when they go to prison. They Absolutely. learn more about their craft. Training camp is what Tlaib Starks calls it. When, when he does, they learn he does how his, to get better at crime. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they, they probably meet some people that they've heard, always heard of and, and, you know, like, oh, yeah, you. I always heard about you. I remember you. you. You bashed your girlfriend's head in with a, ah, with a baseball bat. Big fan of your work. <laughs> yeah. Big fan. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> so this guy here, born in Bay Ridge, just to give you the background, like I said, convicted of securities fraud, reportedly manipulated the bright college kids into how bright were they really? I mean, they I know. Bright, but they're probably pieces of ass. I bet they were. I wish they yeah, had some photos. Yeah. yeah. They I mean, didn't like, know photos? Well, they're underage. So. Well, they're, no, they, well, actually, you know what? It's Sarah Lawrence College, so they're in their early. Oh, it's a college. So early 20s, 18, late, yeah. late teens. Right. Reportedly manipulated the bright college kids. And, I mean, like, you can manipulate a bright person, sure, if they're impressionable and stuff like that, I guess. I guess I should give them more credit. It's not like everybody in a cult is a fucking moron. Although that would be entertaining, I know, I know. But uh, you're right. Some of them do have a brain, and they just and they just have this. Uh, I don't know. Just like they they uh, they get misled, and really manipulation is a funny thing. I, uh, here's here's how some manipulation works. I have been manipulated before into a borderline cult <laughs> by a borderline woman, uh, <laughs> who, if you go along with like something you kind of know isn't true. Right. And you do it just because it doesn't really seem to matter. The confrontation is always worse than just going along with it. So you go along with it. You're like, oh, fuck it. I'm just fucking this girl anyway. And next thing you know, you you these things add up. And now you're believing 10 things that are that you knew to be not true. True. But you're living in this little world that they've sketched out for you. You know, like where she works, that she's pregnant, you know, that she had a miscarriage because you wouldn't pay for the abortion. Uh, All these type things. And uh, I can see how it can happen. You know, yeah, for sure. all you got to get them. To, and I think that a lot of people, when they're like that, they don't even care if you believe it or not. They just want you to say you believe it. <laughs> they because, just want the backup because yeah. that's power. Yeah. You know, if you can, if you can sort of like make somebody dread confronting you enough, that uh, and man, can they do that? Hmm. Uh, I, I can't even explain it to you, good listeners. Listener, you hear me. You know what I'm talking about. You, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Reportedly manipulated these bright college kids into following his so-called self-improvement program, controlling every aspect of their lives, convincing them to give him money and sex. Okay. Now, what I don't know is what the program was. I wish I knew what the program was. These girls need managers. That's what they need. Well, that's what he told them, probably. Yeah, but he's not a good manager. He got a little bit of cash. <laughs> it sounds like he did pretty good. In bucks off um, of one, off of one, off of yeah. one, yeah, that off is of pretty off. good. It sounded as if that was what you must have had her working day and night. I know a, a lady that age, if she's just right and enjoys what she's doing, a woman's got to enjoy what she's doing. I yeah. think if you love what you do, it's not work. So I don't know about forced labor. If they did, they love what they do. That should be something that comes up. Do you love fucking strangers for money? For yeah, f- with or without money. Because if you love it for money, if you love it without money, you might love it. It seems like for it gets money. It better with money. <laughs> provided that, the, I mean, it's, I guess it's, it's maybe, yeah, it's your choice, though. You get to pick the stranger. That's but true. But maybe 
that kind of uh, isn't so important if you are brainwashed. <laughs> maybe that it's like, that just seems like his pick was my pick. Can you imagine him being a girl and then you're introduced to this bum sitting on a couch and go, you're going to have sex with this guy? It's like, oh my God, how do they do that? Bum. I mean, you can close your eyes only so much. Well, yeah, maybe, but, you know, the guy clearly is, he's got, he's a man of means. You know, he has the cash to get this, uh, to pay for the, you know, because, you know, Ray, I, I have a feeling he was, you know, getting every, uh, he wasn't discounting the pussy. So, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he was getting top dollar. And he probably had top clients. And too. so, yeah. And so these top clients were rich. And so that was one thing. So if they're rich, that helps. It's not going to be some bum. This might be a very uh, connected guy. He's probably a very good guy, probably a solid citizen. Probably got a wife and family. You know, some of them got families. Just trying to make a living. <laughs> just solid guys. Well, yeah, just, just trying to, you know, buy a little bit of extra on the side from some, you know, controlled cult girl, which I wonder if cult girls fuck different from regular girls who are just, like, sexually enlightened. Why do I think they'd be, like, boring, just laying back and, uh, go ahead? Like, uh... I, I imagine a regular hooker being that way. But I, you know, like, just, like, look at her watch, oh, baby, you know? But a cult girl sometimes has to go with the upper echelon of cult people. In yeah. other words, they're told who they can sleep with, or they got several wives and shit like that. or Sister wives sister or something. Sister wives, daughter wives, mommy wives. I don't even know, man. That's sick shit. Yeah, I guess that's true. And so... Um, Jim he, Jones had the great idea, didn't he? <laughs> Jim Jones. <laughs> Let's just take a drink. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's that was that was that was the destiny of them the whole time. They, Kill your witnesses. They they certainly had a lot of poison on hand if that wasn't the plan. You know what I mean? Oh they, my god! Lit, yeah, exactly. That had to be the plan. That that that's like sooner or later people are going to start asking questions. Let's uh, make sure we got plenty of Kool Aid mix and <laughs> whatever poison they use, cyanide maybe or something. I don't know. No clue. What do you think would be the best poison Hitler's. to use in that situation? You know a lot about poison. Well, there used to be a good rat poison by called 1080, and uh, that stuff used to be great. I mean, uh, the rat would stick his tongue in it. Boom. Drop right down. Wow. Yeah, I was. They, they stopped using that. There's some stories out there. Too okay. effective. Well, it was too effective, but what happened was, what I understand, the understanding of this, is that these guys were in this apartment that was vacant. They found a bottle of stuff on top of the refrigerator. It happened to be this poison. In these guys, these are grown men. These are grown men that came into the apartment with, uh, I guess, a young lady or whatever. And they were, so they saw this bottle up is, there. Is and it they, a, uh -huh. they took a drink and they uh, all passed away. Clearly, very quickly. Yeah. It seems like if it was if it was really fast, there would have been at least one of them would survive, right? You would go 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 go. Like I say, this is a story, and you know you don't know. Oh, it's it. an industry story. You don't know where it goes. Oh, I see what you mean. There's yeah. no names and no town There's attached no names, to it. No, yeah, everybody no. you have on that show that's an exterminator, absolute. They they sound as if salt of the earth, and you got a great rapport with those guys. But uh, that's a lot of fun. A, a lot of shared information about poison you guys have. Oh yeah, like you guys know. Uh, now, 1080, they took it off the market, and that's Years ago. and that was the reason. Okay, so now who knows? But anyway, we're well, talking now about they Jim don't Jones. Have anything uh, out there that's going to kill you? Uh, you know, everything's measured on weight. You know. Oh okay. A rat. Uh, oh right. You know, according to their size, you know. So you'd have to eat like a like a, an enormous block of Swiss. 
that was poisoned Absolutely. with this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, with this particular product we're talking about, if it worked the way they said, it was before my time. As it before it. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I think it would. That was before your time. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Don't make a big deal out of it. <laughs> well, thirty-eight years. You know, that's considerable. And, and you didn't retire yesterday, so we're talking about fifty years ago. Right. Me and Woodrow even, Wilson just you, sat down and talked <laughs> to this. Whole I'm thing. not saying that, but uh, you should have poisoned him before he started the UN. <laughs> <laughs> it got us into World War One, for Christ's sake. Uh, you know, these uh, some of the students were able to escape the cult, but others remain under Ray's spell. I, I, that I don't get. How can somebody be that brainwashed? I mean, you know, I watch, I do watch, you know, a lot of these shows where you know you get a girl that comes off the bus station, she's a runaway, and then guy takes her in and got the daddy figure and. I'm going to take care of you, and that makes her into the best hooker in uh, New York. Yeah, it's not even like a cult. It's just a pimp. Right. He's not a cult leader. He's just a fucking, just some some piece of garbage who knows how to talk to ladies, right? Right, right. Especially young women who don't know what the fuck they're doing or where they are. You know, they need somebody to, you know, turn, them. turn them into hookers, you know. Exactly. But, uh, Guide them into a hooker career. Yeah. So, but you say once this is in New York Magazine... And once uh, some of some of them have left, you'd think like, well, they would all kind of be right behind them, right? Like the spell's broken. Let's get you the fuck would, out of here. You would think, you would think, and then you would think some of them would grab the ones that were weaker and take them with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder how hard it was to physically get away. I mean, it couldn't have been that hard. I don't think that he had them in chains or anything. No, but that's a a lot of stories with these people that have been captive. I mean, you know, they had major many opportunities to get out and they didn't take that opportunity and you wonder why some of it was probably fear some of it was more probably fear what the people would think about them yeah and, and think about what, what they were doing as opposed to the guy that actually did it to them that's true and sometimes they have it's extortion is one of the things he's accused of so like he probably had information on them that uh, yeah. made them but at a certain point you go man i'd rather uh, the nude pictures come out then how be, bad could nude pictures then be, be a right? sex slave right exactly. yeah but it could be like well it's informational like with uh you know the scientologists you know those fuckers are they they get they download your whole history from your brain they get you to tell us everything you've ever done that you feel ashamed of and i have nothing against scientology i think it's a fine religion <clears throat> they go for a debriefing yeah, and, and they and they have all that information. It's all video. It's all yeah, exactly. And they say this is like level whatever. This is how you get to the next level. And people are like really obsessed with getting to levels. And plus, it feels good to unburden yourself. People need to do that. You just don't need to do it with somebody who's taping you yeah, right. and who has a lot of power. <laughs> I think that's how everything gets done in Hollywood now. I think it's all by extortion. You're probably right. The next big star, you know, like here, Mister Executive. Here is your next big pop star, or here's your next Hollywood starlet, right? Maybe. Straight out of the canoe. And uh, let me tell you something. This woman here, yeah, she is. she's a lower level, but you know, trust me, because they need to show results. I think people get into Scientology because they see success. These people become successful. People, you know. Well, there's a lot of big wigs yeah, in Scientology. Exactly, and they all help each other out. They're like the Jews. <laughs> but they don't help each other out. They don't they help, help each, each other no. out while they're in. Yeah. But you can't get out of the inn. And that's, you know, once that happens and once you make a mock like that, you are on the list. Oh, yeah. Then they come in for the kill. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Well, you never know. I would think some of them people to be exposed, they kill somebody. 
it's it's uh, hell. They, the Pope would kill somebody to be, you know. Yeah, they do a lot to discredit people. That that that's for sure. And then they stop, and then they can always leak whatever it is they know. Yeah. It's like you you're really in deep with them, you know. You might as well just John Travolta this shit all the way to the grave, I guess. I didn't know it was gonna last so long. <laughs> hey, some of the students, like I said, were able to escape. Now the alleged con began in 2010 when Ray moved in with his daughter, Talia, and her 19-year-old friends in a drab room on the Bronxville campus and uh and in an upper east side apartment he rented during school breaks. He moved in with his daughter on campus. I was going to say now you it's your daughter involved in this. Yeah, that's yeah, we well, mentioned that this before. Is, just kinda, yeah, I just come back to me. Isn't that odd though? How do you get your daughter involved in this shit? Um, what do you do? Have sex like, you know, big orgies in front of your daughter and yeah, maybe. I mean, you what is she going to be the one that doesn't have to blow anybody? Yeah, she's the organizer. She's kind of a administrative secretary type office work primarily for for Talia. If she's being reported, then I guess she's not a victim here because uh, they don't report victims' names normally. So. Yeah. Uh, but this is just from the expose. This is not the criminal charges and stuff. This would come, uh, you know, today is when is when this. And, and I already read that complete story. He's been charged. So uh, he had just been released from prison after being locked up for uh, violating his parole in the 2003 case, which is where we got the 2005 mugshot. Slowly, he wrapped the kids up in his web, convincing them to undergo pseudotherapy sessions with him and divulge their deepest childhood traumas. There we go. Hmm. According to the article, anyway. Uh, any trivial mistake, like scratching a pan? <laughs> I mean, like if you scratch a pan, uh, proof that they were trying to sabotage him and led to cruel punishments. I wonder, like, what? Uh, one student, I guess it must be... Uh, Oh, no, it's a man. One student, Daniel Barbin Levin, said Ray forced him to wear a, quote, necklace made of aluminum foil balls around his testicles. You're trying to protect your dick from the aliens or something? Why would you wear? I had a customer like that. She used to stand out the window with a, uh, a metal spaghetti calendar on her head. And on the feet of the calendar, she had tinfoil. There's four feet on a calendar, you know, the, yeah, or three feet, or whatever. And she had uh, little strings of, uh, and she'd be out the window. Larry, you ain't bringing those uh, Martians with you, are you? Crazy people. It sounds to me as if she was she putting it on. She said, "You ain't bringing." Those and the Martians. husband used to sit in the chair, big guy with big chinos on, a huge man used to sit there and just eh, let, her, let her go. <laughs> oh God! First of all, your ex-con dad moves in with you. In your college, onto your college campus. I mean, like, that's, I feel like that's a red flag of sorts. Maybe if he's got nowhere to stay for a night. You could yeah. maybe be able to stay. But how wonder, does the dorm mom handle that? And, and how do you get to be in your 50s before you're pulling this shit off? Before yeah. you before you formulate this plan? Usually these guys are in their 30s, 40s. They figure out women to a certain degree. But this guy was just in jail with no women around. He must have been. He might. He must have been talking to these guys. Like, you know what would be great? I want to start a cult. This is going to be great. I'll get my daughter's <laughs> friends. Yeah, she got some good-looking friends. And uh, you know, Talia, watch what you say. He 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 wrapped the kids up in his way. So I want to hear about this guy's necklace made of aluminum foil balls, balls. around his testicles, and and once threatened to dismember him, also with a, with a knife, threatened to cut his head off. I guess. Uh, Ever dismember? Maybe he means cut his dick off. Yeah. Since we're already sort of down in the dick area here with this guy, 
How would you know if the guy was wearing that fucking necklace or not? That's a good question. There's been an inspection. Boy, this was a weird house. You ain't kidding. Le- Levin, who felt unsure about his sexuality, clearly, said he was once forced to wear a dress and penetrate himself with a dildo in front of his housemates, who laughed. Who forces these people? Mm. I mean, really, mm. who's forcing the? And how old are these people mm. when they're being forced? Mm. I don't know. This guy's like, he's clearly a college student, so he's in his 20s or, yeah. or, or, or late teens. Uh, no, but see, I, I don't is, know. Can I ask you a question? I, if, yeah, go ahead. No, okay. But you go over a friend's house or you know your girlfriend's house that's living in a dorm and dad's there, and he gets a nightstick and says, stick this up your ass. You're going to do it? I don't think so. No, no. He would have to roll me into his web much more slowly than that. Threaten to cut my head off a couple of times, maybe. Make me wear a tinfoil uh, dicklet. You know, kind of tinfoil ball. I wonder what that was about. He's like, you know, I bet that was like, you have no balls. Here's, I want you to learn what it's like to have balls. Boy, put this on. And until you get some balls of your own, these you, are your foil balls. You want a real good trick? Stick those balls in a microwave. And then put them in your ass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This that that is he, he it says he moved out in 2013. Uh, I guess when you have a guy who is a, another rooster in the hen house, you're gonna be like, all right, let's make sure we establish an alpha. Yeah, who's the here. alpha? The alpha is the one not fucking himself in the ass in, <laughs> with a dildo in a dress. <laughs> any really any element of that, I think you could take out. You could say that is not the alpha. It's not going to be the guy in the dress or the dildo guy, while, especially while everybody laughs. I mean, come on. Right, right. I wonder why when this New York Magazine reporter comes, this guy goes, oh, no, I'll tell you. Yeah, sure. I guess you wouldn't believe the stories. One time. <laughs> that would be some information that, like, if that's coming out, it's in court, and I'm not saying it. Right. Pleading the fifth. This never happened. He felt unsure of his sexuality. Was that his punishment for feeling unsure about his sexuality? Yeah, right. I bet he was real clear in his sexuality after that. When he once he moved out, once he like, moved out yeah. I am very certain now that I am not this, or maybe I don't know. Maybe he maybe he enjoyed it. Look, I mean, there's there's I want to say that there's no shame in something like that, but man, there's got to be a lot of shame involved. <laughs> there's got to be. How could you feel good about? It took a, it took that guy a long time for, to look himself in the mirror. I'm sure. Mm. How many housemates? And the middle-aged guy. It says he allegedly manipulated some of the co-eds into having sex with him, sometimes in groups. Yeah, that that's the least of it. That's that's understood. And where was the daughter in all this when those group things were happening? That's what I'd like to know. I wonder where she was at. She well, she's you know. Clearly, the she was probably brainwashed from a much younger age. Clearly, she's daddy's little girl. <laughs> Where is the mother? That's a good question. You are yeah, I mean, like, imagine what a fucking psycho she must have been. I guess, no, maybe she was the only sane one that got out of this. She cut off his leg, didn't have to come off. She's not around. I got so freaked out. There was no consent in that situation, Levin said, about one girl named Isabella. Wow. She may That's have seemed to be pursuing all this, but her mind was being twisted by Ray. Okay, look, I if if it's not coercion with extortion or something like that, you know, I, I some people have questioned this. Like, how is this illegal? I mean, he just is is you know directing talking them into it. <laughs> 
if you can talk them into it, how is it against the law? He's really not putting a gun to their head. I mean, aren't we all, to some extent... Responsible? And No. (laughs) Manipulative. In order to get sex, you know, and and certainly not through any kind of coercion or any kind of, like, what do you call it, uh, extortion or bribery or, you know, payment, but... You know, if you can, if you're, we're all trying to talk somebody into having sex with us all the time. Oh, absolutely. Even when we're not, we're doing it. I talk myself into having sex with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta manipulate Doesn't yourself. Doesn't take much of a talking. Come on, Larry. <laughs> Come on, Larry. Do it. Do it. Uh, this, Don't be uh, a lazy ass. You deserve it. You owe it to yourself. Hey, look, if she seemed to be pursuing, that's another thing. If if uh, whoever this was, Isabella, if she seemed to be pursuing all this, how is anybody to know that she was under a spell? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How 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 do who are we to, to tell her? Well, no, we know better. What you were deep down, you really didn't want to do that, did you? So that's where it gets into like, how can you really say that all this was like uh, manipulated and and some sort of brainwashing and and. At what point does it become brainwashing? You know, I I'm, think I think you have to have a real weak mind to uh, a real a weak mind a you weak think? mind to uh, get trapped into something like that. Hmm. Can't have a strong mind because the strong people would just go fuck you. I'm not doing it. Well, but there's something lacking there. Obviously, there's something lacking there with the girls. A void. There's a void. Women all have a dick-shaped void. They are waiting to accept into their bodies and make them whole and sane. And uh, most of them, I think, never find that that particular dick. <laughs> no matter how hard they look, it's an elusive thing, I think. But they have a dick-shaped hole. Uh, that's without question. You were born with a dick-shaped hole. Yeah. So I guess that's like you just have to find the path to the dick-shaped hole. You know, and and uh, it's not always easy. But this guy, I think, when you go broad enough, you find a way. If they're if they're revealing their childhood traumas, that means he's learning their buttons. Exactly. This guy's an armchair psychiatrist. Right. Yeah. Probably. And I mean, to some degree, he's he's able then to to crawl inside their minds and and sort of, you know, get them to do things maybe that they wouldn't normally do. I, I mean, clearly, you know. But uh, he, uh, this guy was really freaked out. Uh, he, you know, of course, he sort of has a uh, an agenda here too. Like she may have seemed to be pursuing all this. He's like, I might have seemed to enjoy dildoing myself in the ass. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> it's not what you think. Not all it's cracked up <laughs> to, to be. be. Yeah. So uh, this is Ray. Uh, Ray convinced the kids to to have their parents pay him. So now the parents are involved, hundreds of thousands of Holy dollars, shit. according to the article. Uh, many of the students attempted suicide, but police told their worried parents nothing could be done since they were adults. Now now we're talking. Now we're getting to it. The police can't intervene. It's like, look, they're grownups. This they is what they've chosen to live. They can, be, they can live in a commune with this weird old ex-con if they want to. This Mr. Ray, who was the best man at Bernie Carriage Wedding, which is so fucking strange. How they could be so tight. But uh, this guy... How they could be so tight and him not know. I mean, you know... Larry Ray. Hmm. Uh, That's just right there. Larry Ray, that that name comes from... Sounds like an assassin. Yeah. Larry Ray. Yeah, there was a couple of guys like that. Yeah. (laughs) 
Third uh, name. <laughs> yeah, he needs a middle name, right? So he, uh, this, uh, okay, so it's clear they want to kill us, Ray told the magazine about Carrick and Di Tommaso. I'm talking, of course, about uh, a construction chief named um, Frank Di Tommaso. Uh, Lawrence Ray was the best man at Carrick's 1998 wedding, but uh, turned on his friend, telling the federal government about the fallen cops' ties to the mob via the construction chief, Frank Di Tommaso. So that, that's how that relationship disintegrated. Right, right. And then uh, he was free to be on the wrong side of the law. Uh, apparently, uh, Carrick had some mob ties that could be revealed or proven. I am... Carrick is before my time. I've never researched him that much. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should. He sounds like an interesting guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, 98. Uh, I, I don't know when Bernie Carrick went away. but I don't uh, remember, actually. You don't remember? I know he went away. Yeah. He, just, <laughs> he went away for a little, well, for a little what, while. What, what did he go away for? Well, he had mob ties with this construction guy, and I guess that's what led to him. Uh, took some bribes. and I got some payoffs. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, must have, Rico. You know, it was the Rico Act. Rico turned them all into a bunch of rats. Rico's. Number one rat is Lawrence Ray. Uh, but, uh, hey, if, if, if the commissioner is uh, doing some crimes, then you know, I guess it's better to know. It's clear they want to kill us, Ray told the magazine. <laughs> so he did an interview with New York Magazine, apparently. <laughs> wow. They're arrogant. They're violent. They're terrible people. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some group sex with teenage <laughs> girls to attend to. <laughs> There, terrible people, by the way. Uh, Ray firmly believes he and his followers have been poisoned, wow, by Carrick agents, but he would not delve into specifics. That's a good way to get an accusation out there, but uh, don't you don't have to like justify. Just let it, it lay without any. St- yeah, exactly. It's how some people talk. Like uh, through his lawyer, uh, Glenn Ripa, he denied almost every allegation in the article. But in conversation, he admitted taking cash from at least one of the women. My intentions are honorable intentions. What's not honorable about, you know, getting your balls licked? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, honorable. You could probably say that. Uh, I don't know if he's... Anyway, this this is probably enough about Lawrence Ray, but this guy... And you can find these links at crimereport.nyc, as well as links to the Crime Report Stuff store. Something that I should be devoting a considerable amount of time to is a huge news story. A cop was shot in the Bronx. First of all, nobody's dead. No cop is dead. It was actually two police that were shot. Uh, one shot in a police vehicle up in the Bronx. A guy walked up. He asked for directions, this fellow. And uh, guess what? Shot him in the neck. Shot him in the neck and the chin. Uh, it was uh, just just like that. So they drove away. Then the guy, later on, walks in uh, Sunday morning. Walked into a precinct. 41st Precinct, right. a.k.a. Fort Apache in the Bronx. And uh, bam, 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 just start shooting. So this is the story of New York City right now. Forget about Ray Lawrence. That's some shit that happened today, but I had to talk about it because it's a sex cult that we don't know about yet. I sure look forward to learning more about it uh, in terms of, like, you know, Nexium has a name. Nexium is sexium, you know? I mean, it's got this celebrities and everything. Uh, Allison, uh, what are, not Allison Janney. It, wasn't, it wouldn't be her old ass. It was... Uh, <laughs> was it, uh, Our old ass. Yeah. It was uh, the one from Smallville, whoever the fuck that is. I can't remember her name. But anyway, she was in it. it you know, it had some, uh, some star power, you know? That guy had kind of a... Uh, who was that guy down in Waco? A David Koresh kind of vibe, you know, with the acoustic <laughs> guitar. Show me a cult leader. I'll show you a guy. Uh, that a can fr- play guitar. A frustrated songwriter, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. 
So I'm reading today from the headlines, the New York Post, uh, now de Blasio rips uh, war cry by union. He did not like their response to what to his tweet about this whole situation. Uh, I'm going to read now. Alleged Bronx cop shooter Robert Williams, that's his name. Well, he still has a thirst for blue blood, and that's not well-to-do blue blood. This is the officers of the law threatening from his hospital bed to shoot more police upon his release. Wow, they should get it. Because you just don't like them. I'm surely they're yeah. going to keep this guy in custody, right? You would think, you I, know, but I think de Blasio wants to let him out. Well, you know, de Blasio actually has doubled down that they need to tweak it at least. They need to make changes to the bail reform. He was not, you know what, but he wasn't not in favor. He just doesn't want any headaches. He just don't right. And this was Cuomo's thing in Albany. So my theory on de Blasio's opposition to the bail reform is that he's going, look, I'm the one that fucks up this city. Right. Not you up in Albany. <laughs> Me. This is my town to fuck up. He's jealous. They have a board where the city gets four spots on the board for the MTA, right? right. And he just got a new one in, and he happens to be handicapped, and they need a handicapped member on that board because there needs to be more elevators, right? But they, they don't. he doesn't even bother filling the seats because Cuomo dominates the fucking MTA board, so he's just like, I'm not even going to put guys in there. Fuck you. <laughs> If it saves the city money, I'm all for it. No, he says, I'm going to shoot one of you when I get out. He snarled this to cops while laid up. This is what he's saying from his hospital bed. This guy took a couple of punches, I think, in the precinct, you know, in the process of the arrest, you know, because in the video, and I wanted to post this video, I cannot, something with the fucking program I'm using, it won't render. Uh, this guy walking around with a gun, he takes cover, he slides the gun across the floor, to the officers once the gun is empty. So it's not like he... I mean, so he walk, saves himself. To walk into a precinct, yeah, he saves himself. But to walk into a precinct and just open fire, shot the guy, shot him in the arm. He's he's a bad shot, by the way, Pat. Yeah. This man has no target training whatsoever, no no gun training. I suppose he probably has no gun training. Well, I don't think know. he... I, I think his NRA dues might not be all paid up. <laughs> what do you it. think? This guy's probably not a member of any civic <laughs> organizations, uh, shooting clubs. Right. But, uh, Hunt club? Yeah, nothing like that. No, this guy, I doubt he goes to the target range very much. But he only missed, missed the carotid artery on the guy's neck. I mean, it, those bullets grazed him on the chin and neck. So, I mean, he, it was it was so either he's really good or he really sucks. Well, he got really lucky, I think, because <laughs> he was just a cunt tear away from ending both of their lives. It could have been much, much worse, I think. Williams made the threat, like I said, while recovering from injuries sustained during his bust for the second of two alleged attacks on NYPD officers in less than half a day. About 100 NYPD cops packed the Bronx courtroom for the arraignment, glaring from the gallery at the career criminal accused of trying to shoot dead their fellow finest. I like that the cops support each other like this. Mm. Uh, and now there's uh, a whole big shit, though, with the uh, the guy that runs the union and de Blasio, right? You're talking about Ed Mullins of the, yeah. the Sergeant's Benevolence Association. Correct. And, uh, you know, the thing about what de Blasio tweeted was that it was uh, it, it wasn't really particularly disrespectful. It, it, it seemed to have kind of like the right... It just it was it was about tone, I think, uh, because uh, I'm going to find it here in this article. I, well, for, let's, let's let's discuss this because this is a full page on here that they're talking about this. They ripped the president of NYPD Sergeants Union on Monday for quote declaring war on Hisner uh, following the targeted shootings of two on-duty cops. 
I would tell you, uh, this is coming from uh, this is uh, coming from the mayor, Bill de Blasio. I would tell you that for hateful, divisive speech like that, there should be consequences. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> he said that, yeah. I guess you've never listened to Mullins or Patrick Lynch talk before. Yeah, I guess. Because they do this all the time. They rip him a this new mayor, <laughs> he should resign! <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Lynch is the best. And Mullins... <laughs> He doesn't yell, but he, you know, he's, he gets it said. I had consequences, man. You're crazy. Uh, fired off Sunday by Ed Mullins, who is the head of, like I said, of the SBA. And a series of Twitter messages blasted out less than 24 hours after the twin attacks on the Bronx. Mullins slammed de Blasio. Here's what uh, Mullins said. Mayor de Blasio, the members of the NYPD are declaring war on you. Read one of the tweets in part. We do not respect you. Do not visit us in hospitals. NYPD cops have been wow, assassinated like because of ultimate. you. Yeah. They don't want him around. They don't want you. Don't visit him in what hospitals. What was the other mayor that they actually, was it him that they turned their backs on? Yeah. It seems like a long time ago, it doesn't seems it? seems like that. Back yeah. in but 2014. Term, so. 2014. Yeah. 14. I can never keep it straight. But how do you make that bad, how do you get such a bad rapport with police that protect your city and these are the people you should back with everything? I yeah, and he, doesn't, he did he not doesn't do it. He not do it. Well, he never did, and he, he came in talking about ending stop and frisk, right? That was his big thing, ending stop and frisk. Well, the shit was already in court. Shira right. Scheinlin was the judge. She's an activist judge who lobbied to get that case. They later found that to be improper because if you lobby to get a case, clearly you have an axe to grind. Exactly, and, and you shouldn't get that case. And they uh, did not dismiss the, the... Now, what she found was that the NYPD's application of the stop and frisk, she didn't rule that that was unconstitutional, but their application of it. And once she gets thrown off the case, you know, Bloomberg figured they right. had a very good chance of winning that appeal. Well, as soon as de Blasio came in, he dropped the appeal... No, go ahead. We're going to go with everything that they ordered. That included, you know, the monitors and all this shit. It, it, this is uh, it's hostile. It's hostile. So that's one thing. The other thing he did, they also had, uh, they were battling this lawsuit with the Central Park Five. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Bloomberg. And f as soon as uh, de Blasio comes in, per his arrangement with Al Sharpton, the Reverend Al Sharpton, who, my, if you've ever seen him preach, he is something else. The right Reverend. The, the right Reverend is mighty left. <laughs> the racial grievance industry is alive in that one. And this guy dropped that whole, to, to appease, uh, you know, the voters of a certain, sure. of a certain uh, persuasion. Mm -hmm. uh, $41 million they paid the Central Park Five. $41 million. And I know that many, many people feel that straight up the, the Central Park Five, their case was thrown out, they were acquitted, they were innocent and all these things. There's a deeper level to look into on that. That's all I'm going to say. There's more to the story, and that is not a correct assumption, that they were innocent kids who were questioned. Look, not going to get into it, it's not the time, but that was another thing that they, were, that they didn't like. Mm. The cops, you know. Right. Then... Eric Garner happened early in uh, uh, Eric Garner, who resisted arrest, had a heart attack or from an asthma attack. Asthma attack led to cardiac arrest. And it was a chokehold they got him. That's what they're saying. It wasn't a chokehold. No, was, I know, but that's what but they're they saying. But they say it's a chokehold, and it wasn't a chokehold. And even the, um, the medical examiner used the term, he just put in parentheses, chokehold, chokehold. And you can tell it's like he shoehorned that in. Mm. 
that it's very important that chokehold needs to be the word chokehold. I don't think there's any such thing as a fucking chokehold. I mean, it's it's not something that's, you know, and they said it was illegal, an illegal chokehold. Well, it might have been not used by the NYPD. It might not have been their procedure. It might have been something like, oh, yeah. But you see nothing, none of the, his his uh, trachea was undamaged. There was no bruising on anywhere. He didn't cut off his oxygen. Fact, okay? If you're not cutting off oxygen, that's not a chokehold. If you cut off the carotid artery, that cuts off the blood to his brain, and that's fine to do in a situation, particularly when the guy is enormous, so much larger. I mean, they would have been justified using their clubs, I suppose. Dan Pantaleo. The batons. The batons. I'm sorry, the batons. batons. They could twirl it. They don't have any clubs. If they happen to get hurt by it. There's no more wood shampoo in the NYPD. But this this is what a lot of people don't know. They think these guys just showed up. All right, you're going to jail. (laughs) Come with us. And then they (laughs) choked him to death. It doesn't work that way. There's a lot of video leading up to that of just them going, come on, man. Come on, man. But they only show you the video parts. Of then. course, right. I mean, why would they show that? Right. It wouldn't make it any would sense. It would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense to make sense. <laughs> he had a lot of chances, is what I'm saying. Now, I'm not anti-Eric Garner. I understand he was frustrated. He was also out on bail at the time. He'd also been arrested 29 previous times for various <laughs> crimes. Uh, he's a career criminal, and, um, you know, that's the way it is. If you say facts, people think you're a fucking dick. I'm sorry, but that's okay. So they didn't like that when uh, when Pantaleo wasn't charged, right? De Blasio was like, well, we're all... I understand the hurting that's going on. He comes out for a press conference. You're all in a lot of pain. I know you'll be tempted to go and tear shit up in the streets and be violent. Please don't be violent if you do go out and protest. Don't flip any cars. You know what's odd? I ran into de Blasio buying a hot dog. No shit. I did. Downtown by the courts? No, it was up uh, on 72nd and uh, Amsterdam, I guess. Wow. Right there at the uh, Papaya Dog on 72nd Street. (laughs) The Papaya Dog. We were the only ones in there. My opinion about de Blasio was not quite as well-formed as it is now. Right, right, right. But whatever. It's still the mayor. I got a picture with him. I should right. post that on the site. Too. I'm going to post that picture of me and the mayor right there on, on, on crimereport.nyc. If you want to see that, it's there. Doesn't that crack you up, though? You can hate the politics. Everybody hates Trump. Hate Trump. Trump walked in this room or walked out in the street. People would be taking pictures with him. They couldn't stand them, but they'd be taking what pictures. What you're saying is I'm a hypocrite. I no, know. not you. <laughs> I'm just talking about everybody. Yeah, you are. No. I mean, I got a big grin on my face, right? but I'm looking at the jacket I'm wearing, and I'm like, oh, man, yeah, that's that's from 2014. Right. He was only six months into his term. You didn't know nothing about what the What did I know at the time? But I mean, like, he'd exactly. definitely come out for that press conference. I believe that that wasn't too long in. I mean, like, shit, I mean, that, and this helped kickstart the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. But he came out, and, and, he, and he, he basically just said cops are racist. He said that he had to give his son the talk telling him to take extra care. I had to give him the talk that all fathers of African-American children have to give their sons to take extra care around police officers because, you know, the cops will shoot them (laughs) to to take extra care. So, like, if that talk is being given to all of the African-American community and all the young men, I think it's fair to say they aren't all listening. That's for sure. I'm just, 
I mean, Eric Garner didn't take extra care. No. And Did he? A cop tells you to get down, put your hands behind your back, whatever. This is what you do. If you get pulled over on a vehicle and you happen to be a licensed gun holder, you put your hands 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock on a wheel, tell the officer you have a weapon on you, you got a license for it. Yeah, it's really a bad idea to, to reach for your glove compartment, to reach <laughs> under your seat, to reach for your license, to, to say, what the fuck? What the f-, you know, to, to, to become confrontational with the police. They should put this in Don't the driving escalate. training manual. How to fucking get pulled over by now the cops. Now you're talking how to get pulled over by the cops. That should be up there, right? Now, I have no question that there's been some... Uh, you know, some form of some kind of implicit bias in policing in every job besides the police and hiring in Wall Street. Absolutely. In the mom and pop places, everywhere, somebody has had some form of that in schools, whatever. I, it's not hard to acknowledge that. That just seems like self-evident, right? Right. I think that that doesn't happen with the kind of drama, regularity, and impact that a lot of folks would like people to believe. I mean, hell, the NYPD is like 30% black, I think, or 25% black. Uh, and it's been proven that black officers shoot black people faster than white officers do. That's That studies have been done that show that. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting uh, The War on Cops by Heather McDonald. Right. And uh, my interview with her was, uh, she's the best. She's great. I really like that woman. I think she's... She's got a lot of guts, and she, uh, you know, just to say true facts now uh, is not always an easy thing. Now, I'm going to read again back to this story, which involves uh, SBA President Ed Mullins, who I I was so close to interviewing. I mean, I was talking to him. Really? It just didn't quite work out, but uh, I would definitely amplify this guy's message any time because I, I just agree with everything he says. And, and that, the series of uh, Twitter messages, you know, uh, like I said, they're declaring war on him and everything. Hisner, in turn, he accused Mullins of uh, widening the divide between city hall and police. Well, I mean, uh, okay, it's already pretty wide. To see him try to foment hatred and division, literally trying to make the situation worse, it's dangerous. Danger. He means to him. To him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you getting everybody all mad for? It's sad when someone feels they can be openly divisive and right. get away with it. Now that I do take, uh, I have I have a problem with him saying that because he's been very divisive, yes. very divisive. He had, he's been a very divisive influence in 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 this city. He he, he might uh, be speaking with a lot of uh, you know poetry. He thinks you know. I mean, like sometimes he gives a speech and it's like he, that's fucker. He he really wishes he was Doctor King or something. You know, while the <laughs> while the mayor said that Mullins uh, should face repercussions for the rhetoric, he demurred when asked to elaborate. It's absolutely inappropriate. He said, "I was disgusted by it." Well, why don't you say what should happen to him? What exactly should happen to the guy who is his job description is to defend the cops, the cops to advocate for the police against the fucking mayor apparently i mean i was watching the news uh the conference there and the blasio is shaking his head you know in the yes motion uh-huh and he he didn't mean any any nod that he made oh he about was just the... he was just going with the flow when mullen was talking you know oh okay oh well his tweet see uh, de blasio Really regards himself, I'm telling you, as like a... He uh, thinks he soothes the city. He does. He really does. He acts like the... Uh, he acts like the surrogate dad for all of black New York and woke New York. 
Is he a big tweeter? Yeah, it depends on what's going on. You know, it says uh, from the NYC PBA, that's the larger policeman's uh, benevolent, benevolent association, system. I believe. Yeah, or patrolman's. I'm not sure. I think it's patrolman's. Uh, to the 100 plus cops who turned out for the arraignment of the attempted cop killer who ambushed our fellow NYPD's officers this weekend, and every cop on the job, keep your head on a swivel and watch each other's backs. Our politicians don't support us, so we must support each other. And uh, it, it, this is the video that. Uh, you're going to go back out now after court and get behind the wheel of that radio car. You're going to stand on those subway platforms. You're going to be in our housing complexes. Sometimes you're going to be on the corner by yourself. Be aware. This is no longer Mayberry. You're in danger. You need to be careful, but more importantly, we need to back each other up. Thanks, guys. Have a safe tour. That's Patrick Lynch. Apparently a phone was ringing the entire time there. It's uh, no longer Mayberry. This is so. no longer Mayberry. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's pretty calm, in and this, the mayor uh, the mayor is Goober. <laughs> just, yeah, for real. Uh, Larry, tell him about your podcast. Yes, uh, the Throw It a Kill podcast. It's actually uh, produced by um, Pat Dixon. He does the editing and uh, the production of it. It's a great podcast. I interview comedians and exterminators, and we also have a cooking show. Last with Larry's Cooking with Comics. You find that on YouTube. And that's always a fun time. Pat's been on several times. I, have, I, I made biscuits and gravy one time. from uh, That's something I learned down in South Carolina or Tennessee or wherever I'm from. Uh, and you made your mother's favorite dish, which you ate half of. <laughs> I was so, so, so happy to eat that. <laughs> I mean, I, I make it as well as she did, too. I mean, not a lot of people say that about their mom's cooking. But I, I, think, I, I think I do it justice. It's a very simple meal, but uh, okay. Here, here's here's uh, Bill De Blasio's tweeting about about this uh, cop shooting. Okay, it was a quiet Sunday morning when bullets started flying inside the forty first precinct. Our officers handled it with heroism and extraordinary skill, showing the true caliber of the men and women who serve in the NYPD. Thank God our officers are alive. And this is a second tweet, part two. This was a, a premeditated assassination attempt against New York's finest. It was also an attack on, all caps, all New Yorkers and everything we believe in. This must, all caps, be a city where everyone can live in peace and respect. This individual attempted to destroy that. We will not let him win. Okay, well, we have a comment from a, a user here named Chris Monty, the first one. Hashtag resigned, Blasio. Your police force hates you. Because you step on them for political gain. <laughs> this one says of the shooting, gee, I wonder why that happened. This is from Cernovich. NYPD has a message for you, Mayor Bill. And he just, yeah, he sent out the tweet here. That was, uh, like I said, the SBA. I can't remember to shut that window. <laughs> Mayor de Blasio, the members of the NYPD are declaring war on you. This one right here. So you, we've already read that. The, the, and, and when he says that a couple of cops have been, that cops have been assassinated because of him, he's talking about uh, uh, Ramos, talking Ramos about? and Lou, yeah, who, yeah, who yeah, were yeah, shot yeah. by that crazy motherfucker from Baltimore. Down in Bushwick, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, just shot in their car, uh, sitting ducks, basically. And also, there was one in the Bronx, um, and I, uh, Familia was her name, Officer Familia. She was shot. I remember that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so is it really necessary to put the police, those with guns and power, uh, with history of prejudice and abuse against minorities on a pedestal. Ooh, this is Obama2020.com. <laughs> I was posting this, so 
We'll skip the rest of that one. Worst mayor ever. 620 likes from Will. Uh, he has 407 followers. He got more wow. likes than he has followers. Yeah. This is a shadow band and uh, at Clams Roll. <laughs> Since you guys have banned lawful people from carrying firearms in New York City, only the bad guys have them now, which is totally predictable. Now you've gotten rid of bail for felonies. And what do you expect? After Obama and Al Sharpton's theatrics. So that's interesting. So I think it was like 10 to 1, negative to positive on Mayor de Blasio. My problem with what de Blasio yeah, tweeted, absolutely. my problem is that it was a quiet Sunday morning when bullets started flying inside the 41st precinct. It's not a quiet time in New York City. It's a time when crime is a problem here. You know, when people are walking into precincts and opening fire don't talk about it being like everything else is okay. It's a calm time. And this guy is just a loop-de-loop crazy guy. That's what the, oh my God, he's just, there's going to be these wing nuts sometimes. It's you know, true, it, but I got to tell you, I just, I, I don't understand why the mayor doesn't back up the police. And can you imagine what it's like to get up in the morning and do a job like that? Go out there and hopefully not get shot. Now you have people out there looking at shoe cops. And yeah. It's crazy. Well, they spread it. If you keep saying that the police are fucking you over and they're racist and they're terrible people and uh, if you say that enough times and you're the mayor, especially, it gets a little traction, doesn't it? How can you not back up your own people? They have an agenda. Who would want to work for this asshole? Well, look, you know, I mean, it's a good question, isn't it? Because it's not a good salary. I mean, Get your ass shot. I don't think so. I mean, nobody's nobody goes to that job uh, trying to get killed. That is exactly. that's for damn sure. And uh, but the thing is, they don't do it for the money. I don't believe that they go into that line of work because they think that it will be the most profitable way to make a living. I think they go into that line of work because they care about helping people and they want to make a difference. And I totally get it. Now I have to run something past you, Larry, as an ex-exterminator and a bit of an animal expert. <laughs> Maybe I should have asked Urban Tarzan when I saw him from the <laughs> episode back. What a great show! Uh, for you, know, this is from. Uh, I'll just I'll just say it's from Will, uh, who who has written me now. I love getting email from from fans. That's that's really fun, and I, I need to catch everybody up on the next episode because we've gotten some nice comments on, on iTunes, too. Please leave a comment on iTunes to fucking drown out any negative chatter, and uh, you know, just uh, whatever, you know. By the way, uh, if you want to support the show on Patreon, go to crimereport.nyc and uh, you'll you'll see where to, to do that, no problem, and you'll be getting the old episodes again if you miss those. And you also get, once a week, a video show Crime Report on Compound for a price. <laughs> but whatever. It's all good. First time, long time, says Will. Quack, quack. He said, just wanted to bring to your attention, this is, Larry, I'm directing this at you, that opossums, the fact that he's calling them opossums, opossum. makes me know where he's, he's not from. It's opossum. 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 But I mean, it's spelled opossum. But, yeah, I just, I I, I, but we just say possum. Possum, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we always silent. This is they're not, uh, they are not a rabies vector animal. This seems like he knows what he's talking about because I would have never put those words into a sentence. I had mentioned that if you see a possum out during the day, shoot at its rabid. Stay away from it. It says their body temperature is too low for the virus to propagate, and it's very rare that they contract rabies. Oh, very rare. They are a misunderstood animal, very helpful and sweet, and just want to be left alone. They are more well-behaved than most New Yorkers and helpful as they eat ticks. Love you, buddy. 
and signed Will. Now, okay, this guy sounds like a possum apologist to me, <laughs> to some degree. I like, I, I appreciate it, Will. I appreciate you writing in to set me straight on that, and, and I did not know how sweet and kind and helpful possums were. They certainly are I, I, the victim of bad PR and bad uh, looks. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They're, they're not they attractive look, animals. They're not attractive at all. And anything nocturnal, you just have a kind of an intuitive mistrust of, right, I think. Right. It's like owls, you know. Like nobody bats. nobody thinks owls are cute. Mm. They're you know, they might think that like a little you know, like a fucking like a stuffed animal of an owl or something. Right, Maybe right. we used to hang owls on a um, on a ledge if pigeons would nest. Back before civil rights, yeah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we throw them right out the window and hang them on some fishing twine. But you hang live owls? No, not live ones. But dead ones? Dead ones. We you... put them on. No. <laughs> Uh, inflatable uh, oh decoys decoys and I we see. would put them on a ledge and you know and it would deter the birds from nesting there we got to deter the birds until they birds got uh, used to them and start shitting on their heads I'll tell you something it's time to change your birds head. are in need of a deterrent practice. to deter them from what what to, from shitting on from something nesting on the ledge and shitting on the ledge and causing a whole mess of uh Fuck mess. Uh, owls i guess we got this one we'll shit someplace else no they just shit on the owl's head oh really yeah. they they'll shit in the company Until, of owls once they get used to it that you know used to their surroundings and get comfortable i wonder and realize if realize the owl's not real right then you got to like get a bigger owl or I wonder if owls are a rabies vector animal. It says it's very rare that they contract rabies, but isn't it somewhat rare for any animal? To, it's not a common disease. I mean, it's common, but it's not all the, it's there, there's no animal that just fucking has it. I mean, I know that no, the raccoons more than anything, yeah, right? But it's definitely a bite of somebody else or some other animal or something. That's how they become rabies vampires. Yeah. And then uh, now everybody's going to have coronavirus pretty soon. I mean, I'm telling you, it, we're dead, all, dead, there's dead. an international pandemic happening. Kiss your ass goodbye, people. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's I, I think rabies is probably a bad way to go. Coronavirus, I'm not really sure. I haven't read up on the symptoms yet. I thought I just thought, hey, if I avoid, uh, you know, snake tartare, I'll be fine. I suppose <laughs> somebody hates snake tartare. If you eat snake tartare, fucking drop dead. First of all, if you eat any tartare. It's really raw meat. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think they should get away from the monkey brains. Maybe that'll stop. You know? Maybe stop fucking chickens. Yeah, Maybe exactly. stop eating live mice, which I've seen Ooh. video of recently. Rats. Yeah. It's a delicacy. A delicacy? Right on a stick. Now, I bet you Chinese food is dropped in New York City, the yeah, orders for it. I you know, I actually feel sorry for them. But, you know, you got to realize they have large families. Someone in that restaurant, the cook or somebody is going back to China to visit their friends and family. You mean back to Mexico to visit his friends in a lot of cases? <laughs> That's really weird. Good family, yeah. In the Chinese uh, restaurant. A lot, of, a lot of Mexicans work in the Chinese restaurants. You're but, absolutely right. That freaks me out a little bit, but, you know. It's but okay. I will say, that, you know, there's places that are all Chinese, of course, and you, you figure that somebody in that extended family has... Somebody uh, has gone back to visit somebody, right? Possibly. Or have family that's been coming over. Yeah. Back and forth. So, therefore, I mean, if I was Italian, which the I am... The Sicilian flu. <laughs> Godfather 3 is a fucking parody. I'm going to prove it. <laughs> all right. I want to say thanks again for that email. Uh, and, and, of course, we all are helpful and sweet and want to be left alone. And I, I agree. Uh, if, if a possum is out walking around in the daytime, I'm still going to suspect it of being not right in the head. Or at least he's up and grumpy at a time when he's normally asleep. How about that? Maybe he's just pissed off. Something woke him up out of his tree. Splattered on the road. 
I thought that was his natural habitat. Along with the turtles. Yeah. Down turtles. south, they actually aim for them. I, I'm Is that a fact? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's only because they're hungry, Larry. <laughs> well, they're poor people, you know. <laughs> Roadkill. I was in Florida It's one viable time, sometimes. And the guys were coming down the road, like, really fast. And I'm going, like, I, I don't get it. He said, we we'll, we'll want that turtle. We want that turtle. Said, you want what? That turtle right there? Yeah, yeah. We're going to hit that turtle. We're going to take that turtle home. You mean that you were in the truck with them, obviously? No, no, no. How, do, how were you having the all conversation? Right, there's a gate. I'm sorry. Let, let me explain, all right? There's a gate. It's a gated community. Uh-huh. So if the guards leaves the gate, they have to pull up and they have to stop there. So he was coming down the road real fast, and it's a sandy road, so the dust is all over the place. And you, he's got signs on the road, so you try to tell the guy, you know, take it easy. You can walk out of your driveway and get hit by these assholes. Sure. So I says, well, why are you driving so fast? Well, we're going for that turtle. Oh, wait, when they stopped at the gate. Well, they had to stop at the gate, and the, the, the turtle was going underneath the gate. Oh, shit. Yeah, well. What, what were you doing at the gate? I live right there, so my I was in so the driveway. You were, like, doing a little gate monitoring? I was doing gate monitoring. That's about, oh, no, I was shit. walking out to do something. I was probably working around a yard, and that's, you know, and I was just out there. Fucking Zimmerman Jr. I always here. Stand, I always stand outside my gate with a gun. Seeing if anybody's trying to get Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. We are so over time. Larry Izzo, Thrill of the Kill podcast. Everybody listen. I enjoy editing that more than I enjoy many, many things. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, when I start talking about how great it is, there's going to be people who tune in today, just today. I hope so, Pat. uh, I'm I'm having a ball doing it. And the stories we're getting out of people are really funny. Yeah, it's a quality show, and it's uh, it's it's only 25, maybe 30 minutes, so you get a nice, and it's twice a week. It comes out on a schedule. That's something I never have been able to master here. On Fridays Doing and my best. Mondays. All right. Well, hey, Larry Izzo, thanks one more time for being here. Hey, pleasure being here, Pat. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.